It's Monday night. It's another episode of The Loud Pedal. I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Clark Griswold. What's up, everybody? And, of course, me, The Mouth. We have another another special guest, Mike. I can't believe it. Uh, un- unreal. We're, we're rolling here. Super late model driver, Andy Big Haas. Welcome to the show, Andy. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Pretty good. good. Pretty good. So, Andy, uh, we won't we won't jump into the cliche question of how you got your start in racing. Like, obviously, you know your your, your dad was a racer. You were wrenching on his car. My question is, how did you get your start in sprint car racing rather than starting racing super late models? Yeah, so I actually, uh, I mean, I started being around racing. Grew up with racing with my dad, obviously, um, but uh, then I never drove anything for him. Uh, to start off, I my I actually started in sprint cars because my high school teacher uh, Dave Best, who I still drive the Speedster for on Wednesdays at Kutztown, uh, was a sprint car fan, and he wanted to start his own team. He had helped Keith Kritzman for years, and he wanted to do something a little different. And uh, he liked this 305 Race Saver Sprint Class that uh, started up, and wanted to put a team together. And I had never driven anything, and uh, I guess we always got along really well and he was a science teacher and you know, I kind of had an engineering background or, or science background at that point. He wasn't an engineer, but uh, we always got along really well and I would always stay late in his class and work on stuff. And, and, uh, I think that that's what led to it. He just asked, he said he wanted to put a car together and asked me if I wanted to drive it. And, uh, All right, so, who wouldn't? so did, did you pass the class? Yeah. Yeah. I always, he had these competitions. <laughs> he had these weird competitions. Like he had to build a, a car out of like manila folders and run it down a ramp and, and, uh, you know, whoever got the furthest would win. And then he had to build a boat out of like aluminum foil and, and toothpicks and whoever could hold the most pennies would win and, you know, stuff like that. I never won one, but I got second like four times. Were your cars tri- like, yeah. Were your cars tricked out in any way? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you had uh, manila folders, paper clips, and I think, uh, straws what you could use to build a man oh, uh, masking uh, tape they need they need more they need more classes like that in school now no, they, seriously, they, took they, all the, they took all the fun out of it yeah yeah a, now they have that new math that nobody can figure out yeah, yeah. The, the teachers not even the guys who came up with it <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible it's terrible so um how do, how do you like the speedster uh, we, we've had a uh, really frustrating uh, go with that thing. Um, you know, we, we had some issues with the steering to start off and then brakes and, uh, you know, the racing is unbelievable. You know, it's, it's, it's probably the strongest, consistently strongest field of cars that I get to race against. Right. Um, just cause it's, it takes, you know, talent from so many disciplines and the modified drivers and actually really the open wheel drivers, um, probably a little more than the modified drivers, uh, you know, Pouchy and Buckwalder, they drive both and, and that, that open wheel background, I think, you know, makes you so aggressive. And it's so much different than, than I was used to coming from the late models. Right. And it's really made me a better driver, even though we, we struggle so bad with it. But, uh, you know, it's close to home. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something totally different. It's, it's, it's a great, uh, financially, it's a great class. I mean, you can, you can buy a car like 20 grand complete and, and go race for two or 3,000 mm-hmm. bucks. You know, mm-hmm. you know how we spend 120 in a late model to go race for the same amount. So you, know, you tell me what makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So how did you uh, get the? How did you get involved with driving super late models? Uh, that was so. Dave and I had had done the sprint cars for for years, uh, and eventually wanted to make the jump to four tens. We did three fifty eight that we would run against the four tens every once in a while, Clinton County. Um, and we, I wanted to get you know move on to the next step from three hundred fives, and and three fifty eights didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, just cause how much you can get tied up in those motors at the time, you know, and, and those spec classes are tough. Cause then you're always worried about, you know, are they actually teching the cars and checking mm-hmm. the heads and things like that, which, which we all know they weren't, um, which is another story. So, but I mean, these <laughs> the top classes, the supers and the, and you know, the four tens are, it's a top class, you know, you get beaten those, there's no excuses. You know, you're not worried about the tech guys or whatever else you just got beat. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it made sense because they run it for Royal weekly at the time. And, you know, I had been exposed to poor oil so much from my dad, and we just decided to jump up to 410s. And uh, we picked up a motor from Ryder. I think I forget who we bought it from. And, um, yeah, that's uh, – we ended up – 
Oh, you're talking about how we got in Super Late. Sorry, I got lost there. That's all right. That was a good story. <laughs> got off on a rant. But um, so we ran that 410 a couple times, and we were having problems with the, the fuel system. We always we kept blowing it up, burning pistons at the top end. And uh, it happened like four or five weeks in a row. And, you know, they're, they're so expensive to begin with. And, uh, you know, we just we just kind of realized really quickly. <laughs> it took us, you know, less than a full season to realize that, that 410s weren't really financially viable for me. Uh, or the or the team size that we had to be competitive, and um, you know we were we were pretty frustrated at that point, and it just made sense to to switch over to something that we knew. Um, you know, my dad, we we were kind of on an island with the four tens. You know, we had connections and people we could work with, but you know, my dad at the time was probably the top guy in the region, right. and you know, when you sat down and think about it, you know, when you can learn from someone like that, why why are you racing in another division? You know, you had all the all the yeah. support and, and information there that you needed, and I just I think it was it made sense to make a move in that direction. Just, uh, they were a little cheaper. Um, they're still expensive, but they're not quite as on the edge as four tens, you know, as far as engine maintenance and things like that. And you can get away with running, uh, at least at the time you can get away with running a little bit of less competitive engine and still be competitive. Now, and which wasn't the case in four tens. Right. Now I don't know a whole lot about super lates. Uh, I do enjoy watching them and I'm super excited for them to come to Bridgeport this year. Um, what, what motors, uh, do you guys run in the um, super late? Is it small, like a small block Chevy? Yeah, so they're small block. Uh, they're generally small blocks. So there's actually not much of an engine rule. There's no cubic inch rule for Chevys. Uh, the only rule is really that it has to be production-based. Okay. So if you can, I mean, there's guys that have run uh, big blocks in them. They tend not to be too competitive just because they get too much nose weight and the motors are heavy. Uh, but you can run whatever you want. So there's it's primarily Chevys and Fords right now. Fords are really, really running strong. Uh, we switched over to Fords this year, uh, kind of halfway through the season last year, just because we found, uh, you know, a, a good deal on two used ones that we could pick up. Right. Um, but yeah, we have we have a couple Chevys as well, and I mean the fields at the top of uh, top of the sport, the, they're split pretty evenly between Chevys and Fords. Uh, they're all about 430 or 440 inches, 438 cubic inches usually. Um, but at the, at the lower level, the weekly racers are primarily mostly Chevys just cause they're a little more available, uh, a little easier to get. Um, but the, the Fords are definitely becoming more popular. And what's, what's the minimum weight requirement on those? Uh, it varies a little bit. It's generally right around 2,300 pounds. Same as the, mod- about the same as the small block modified then. Yep. Yep. That's not bad. What's the horsepower? They, uh, I would think a top, and I, I don't even know, um, but I'm assuming a top of the line late model engine is probably just over 900. Oh wow! Um, you know, I don't, you don't know wow. who to believe. I know ours are, ours are between, you know, right around 850 to 875 for for our better one. Wow, that's that's some serious ponies. Yeah, yeah, yeah they run. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, are you running? Uh, are you running the full UMLS schedule this year, or part time, or what's the deal with that? No, we we don't. We're going to bounce around a little bit this year. Uh, run a little bit lighter schedule. Um, we did run the first couple races at Williams Grove, uh, and I think we we caught one of the Port Royal races, but we missed. Um, they ran somewhere else. I think they ran Port Royal that we didn't go to. Okay, they uh, they traveled down to Hagerstown as well for that series. I don't know if they do. Um, those guys are based up in New York, I think, or at least Northwestern PA. Oh, wow. I uh, don't know if that. they get down as far as Hagerstown. I didn't realize they were that far north. I thought it was maybe yep. like a central Pennsylvania thing. So did I. <laughs> no, I, I think they're, uh, well, it's not far from central Pennsylvania. I think they're, I think the guys are based around McKean County somewhere, I think. Okay. I just seen, I know they do a lot of, I know they do Port Royal and, and around that. I, I think they go to, they go to, to Bedford as well, maybe. Yep. Yeah, they have a. I think uh, Bedford has a big race this weekend. Um, I'm not sure if it's sanctioned by ULMS or not, but they do sanction a couple races there a year. They get Port Royal, Seals Grove, but they also have uh, a lot of stuff out in Western PA. I know they get up to Thunder Mountain a good bit. I don't think they get Lernerville, but uh, Erie's and Sharon. I think they okay. run. Uh, so yeah, they kind of. Uh, they used to actually last year. They had a North and a South series. And the South was really kind of uh, more central Pennsylvania and, and Eastern. And then uh, the North was maybe the, like the Western part of the state or up into New York. Uh, like the Southern tier of New York, maybe. Yep. Now 
uh, I'm sure, you know, between sprint cars and late models, you've raced on a lot of tracks. So which, which track would you say is your favorite? Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of favorites, I guess. Uh, you know, Port Royal, Port Royal is kind of the benchmark, I think, for facilities. Um, and just the, you know, the effort they're putting in and the, the consistent surface, uh, you know, I've seen to run the best at Sealands Grove, you know, we're, we're always really fast there, right. uh, which is probably why we're going to run there a little more this year. Um, but you know, we also, we love Bedford too. Bedford gets a little, little tricky to pass on, but you know, it's, it's a really cool atmosphere out there. It's an old fairground. Uh, the track's actually like 10 or 15 feet higher in turn three and four than it is in turns one and two. So you go uphill on the back stretch and downhill on the front stretch. So it's unique in that way. And, uh, you know, Bedford, we have a lot of close friends out in Bedford and, and, uh, you know, the whole town is, is kind of cool because everyone knows, you know, everyone out there goes to the races. So you go to the gas station at the end of the night and, you know, everyone was at the track and it's, it's a kind of a fun atmosphere. Now, um, obviously, you know, the world we live in, there's a huge tire shortage. Um, and Mm -hmm. it seems it seems to be hitting sprint cars pretty hard right now. I know, uh, like the USAC East Coast is debating on whether they're going to start canceling some races uh, due to guys not being able to get right rears. Um, is it is it hitting late the late models at, uh, equally as hard or even harder than that? Maybe. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, it hasn't personally hit us too bad, uh, just because we don't. We're pretty frugal with tires. <laughs> um, I'm pretty cheap, so we run probably a lot more used tires than most guys. Uh, so we're, you know, the only difference that's been is we used to be able to get, you know, 20, 30, kick the year off and then uh, make one trip down and pick them up. And, and now we, we haven't been able to do that. So we have to order, I think we get like two or something a week and they get shipped in. Uh, oh. So we, it's been a, a little more tedious that way, but they changed some compound rules, which is probably going to be the biggest impact on us. They're not making the, probably the most popular tire that we run anymore because right. they're con- Hoosiers consolidating compounds, which they, they actually probably did that in the spring cars years ago. I think they went, they used to have like the D10 and the RD12 and D12. And I think they just consolidated it down to two or three compounds. Right. Which is, uh, uh, which is what they're doing for us, which is it's in the end, it's going to make it nicer because we have to carry, you know, I got looking at my tire rack here. I got 24 in the trailer, four on the car, and then I can fill the pickup truck bed that we have to take to the track every night. <laughs> so I would, lot, uh, wow. a lot of tires, a lot of tires. Yeah. Wow. I'd be a big fan of uh, consolidating the compounds down as much as they want to. Now, do you, do you think uh, if it keeps keeps going and not getting any better, do you think maybe uh, it's like the couple modified tracks, I think uh, Utica Rome and, and Fond up in New York, they've kind of uh, opened the tire rule up a little bit. They're, they're American Racer tire, those two tracks are, but they've opened it up to where with the tire shortage you can run some Hoosiers, but you have to run – you can't just one like run one Hoosier on like the front left. You have to both either both front have to be Hoosiers or both back have to be Hoosier or all four. You think uh, late models will go the same route if the tire shortage keeps going the way it is? Uh, we're we're already there, so we don't we can run okay. Hoosiers or American Racers. We have a uh, it's not a durometer rule, but it's a minimum compound, so it can, okay. it's Hoosier thirteen hundred or, or American Racer forty four. Um, so yeah, we're, we're already there. It's pretty open. Most of, most of the guys in, in our division choose to run Hoosier. Um, but yeah, there's certainly some American racer teams out there. Um, now have it, you, is, it is an option for us now. Have you ran American racers? And if so, which tired, uh, obviously you prefer the Hoosier, but why? Uh, we did run American racers years, years ago. Um, probably when I first got my start in late model racing, I don't even remember exactly when we switched, uh, we switched probably right around the time when Hoosier came out with a 13 and a quarter compound, which was, okay. um, it's uh, it was a little unique at the time. Uh, it was pretty dominant. I mean, they won, they won a lot of races around here with it. Um, and I don't really know why, uh, other than that, that we switched, but I mean, those guys treat us well. I'm not unhappy at all with the tires, so I don't really have a reason to switch back. I mean, makes sense. Work. Use what's working well for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we need, uh, we don't need any more variables in our program. At least we got enough. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can only imagine. Cause you know, uh, I don't know how much, if you follow modified racing at all, but I mean, they, that's the, that's the, I think one of the biggest problems they have is, you know, you have two major touring series and they both run different tires. Different tires. So that's that's a, a lot of extra tire costs for teams that want to run both series. Yeah, it's not doing anybody any favors. I mean, those those com or yeah. the the brand specific tire rules and the tracks around here are even worse. 
you know, oh, you yeah. have an American racer tire at Big Diamond and Grandview. I don't even know if Grandview or Big Diamond is still the same way, but at least at Grandview, you have to run the stamp tire for that track. It's the same tire, just yeah. has a different stamp on it. Yeah, I, I know. I know Grandview just opened that up to um, because of the tire shortage, where you can run any stamp uh, as of yeah. right now. Until obviously the tire situation gets better, but I believe a lot yeah. of the modified tracks are like that. You have to run their stamp tire, which I think is is just stupid. But I guess I don't know if that's how American Racer uh, keeps track of what tracks are selling how many tires. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's all the money. I guess is usually. Uh, Usually yeah. get to do those types of situations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, one question we like to ask everybody who comes on the show: um, Mount Rushmore obviously has four presidents on it. Um, if you could pick your Mount Rushmore of racing, it could be any driver, any class, living or deceased. Who's your four drivers? Oh man, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, I'd, have, I'd have to put my dad on there. He'd always, he was always uh, the guy I looked up to growing up. You know, he, he was, he was so competitive in so many different divisions on a lower budget than pretty much anyone would imagine. So that's, uh, he's on there for me. Uh, probably no one else, but, but I'll take that one of the top four. Um, I put Tony Stewart on there just for what oh, he's okay. accomplished uh, in his career, you know, same multi-discipline, um, you know, and also what he's done for the sport. Oh, you know, sure. he's, he's, he's given back so much. He, he's run wingless, sprint car teams, wing sprint car teams. He bought Eldora. He runs the all-stars, you know, guys like that. And, and Clint Boyer did the same thing, similar thing for late models. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see those guys mm-hmm. get to the top and, and still, still support the sport. Um, other than that, I don't know how you, you got to put Kyle Larson on it now. I mean, what he's doing, oh, he's, winning, he's winning and everything. And then uh, I'm a big formula one fan. So I'd put Lewis Hamilton on there too. He's, he's been pretty dominant for, you know, seven or eight oh. years now. So. Oh. Not, not many, oh. not many guys come on here and put Formula One drivers on here. Oh. <laughs> I, I just I watched Formula One and these guys, you know, it's not the most exciting racing, but these guys are the most technically proficient drivers I've ever seen in my life. You know, so, they can they talk to, they're running a minute and a half lap times, and their crew oh, chief yeah. tells them to knock off three tenths and they can hit it. Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So, any plans to going to the race in Las Vegas next year? I would love to, but I would love to, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to make it out. I don't know if I can afford a ticket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the prices I, on that are going to be through the roof. Oh yeah. I can only imagine. And then, you know, but, hotel and everything else to stay out there. Oh yeah. It's, it's, you have to win the I know, But I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a show. Oh, I think it's great. All right. Next tough question. <clears throat> if you can race in any era in any class, what class and what era would you race? Oh man, um, I don't know. My dad, uh, my dad always talks about when he ran sprint cars, and uh, he had it was when they first started coming out with the big blocks, and that it was kind of like the Wild West back then. You know, it's just they're just trying to get as much wing as they can and as much power as they can squeeze into those little, you know, between the frame rails. Right. And he always talks about how guys they had to modify the frame rails to be able to fit the engines in. <laughs> cut the down tubes out to be able to squeeze the engines in. So um, I don't know if they were fun to drive at all. And it was, that was probably another thing where money was buying wins because whoever could buy the biggest motor won. But that, that kind of seems like a fun era to grow up racing, you know, as opposed to now when everyone has the same stuff and you're just <laughs> calling and buying parts off the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Racing has definitely changed over the years very drastically. Uh, sometimes I don't know if it's for the better or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, uh, everyone complains about costs, but I don't think anyone's having trouble getting car counts right now other than, you know, the tire issues and things, but yeah, I saw the modifieds are pulling a ton of cars, at least in our area. And uh, the, the super late model fields are pretty strong around here too. Yeah. I don't think anybody's really having any troubles with car counts. I, I mean, uh, I know, uh, the two Jersey tracks, Bridgeport and, and new Egypt, they're pulling 30 modifieds a week, you know, uh, and and even more sportsmen than that. And unfortunately, we don't have a whole lot of super late model racing around here. I have to do a little bit of travel and watch those. I yeah. Have, yeah, I have none. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get, I don't know where you guys you are at, but we used to get up to run rolling wheels every once in a while, which uh, I think is shut that. down now. Yes, it is. It's just sitting there. I'm probably four, about three and a half, four hours south of there. Oh, okay. So you're not that far then. 
depending between us and rolling wheels. I'm much farther south yeah. than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike's I'm, probably I'm, another, yeah, another I'm, three and a half from me. Yeah, I'm 45 minutes south of Bridgeport, so I'm, I'm down there a ways. Yeah. So I'm 20 minutes from Orange County. Any uh, any chances you'll be at uh, Bridgeport later this year when the Super Late Models come? We are planning on it, yeah. Yeah, I'm planning on being yes. there. I can't wait. Yeah, that it looks place. like a cool place. I mean, he looks, uh, just looking at the track, it looks kind of modeled after, I mean, they might have even done it before that, but they did a similar thing at Kutztown with the Speedsters. You know, it's kind of uh, like a paper clip, a little bit tight straightaways and really wide corners and, and banked really well. So it looks oh, fun. Yeah. Super exciting to watch. I can't. W- I was looking for the super late models last year, and it got rained out, and they couldn't come up with another date. And then yep. schedule came out this year, and I was looking at, it, and I was like, oh man, no super late models. And then we actually interviewed Doug Rose, the owner, and he's like, oh well, we're gonna fit super late models in. Uh, it's somewhere on the schedule. He's like, they're definitely gonna be there. We just got to work out a date. And I'm like, oh thank God. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, I think they're gonna put on a good show at that track place. Oh, so I'm looking forward to. It. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. Um, so Andy, we, uh, we appreciate you coming on tonight and, uh, spend some time with us. Uh, before we let you go, is there anybody you'd like to thank? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we gotta, gotta thank the crew. We have uh, a good bunch of guys uh, and girls that are in the shop right now working. We get a whole clan that comes here on Monday nights in case we find anything wrong. We try to get it done on Monday. So we got the rest of the week to fix it. And, uh, they dedicated a ton of time. Couldn't do it without them. So really thankful for that. Uh, weekneck archery, um, come back again this year. Uh, Randy Keister and uh, and his wife, which is our living design, Big Wrangler Ranch, uh, who you see on the car. Dave and Julie Geiger at the Fastener Place and Haley Geiger, a uh, local nut and bolt store here in Hamburg that uh, carries a ton of inventory. You can just walk right in and find what you need, which is uh, not always the case at a lot of these hardware stores and things. Right. So they help us out a ton. Um, we run Penske Shocks by James Stevens, JDS Racing. He helps us out a ton. Phil, uh, Phil Miller Racing Engines, uh, Westy Bar and Grill. Uh, CKC Trucking, Schaefer's Racing Oil. Uh, it takes a lot to keep these things going, so it's uh, it take all the help we can get. Um, Vern Zerby, who's the the coal company that's on the car, he owns uh, the white car that I drive, and then uh, the black car is is family owned by us. Okay. Well, Andy, we, uh, we 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 uh, we greatly appreciate you uh, spending some time with us tonight, and uh, we wish you the best of luck moving forward the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one. Yep, take care. All right, thanks, Andy. That was Andy Big Haas. Big Haas. That was fun. Yeah, I love having, uh, you know. Different. Obviously, different. Yeah, obviously, we do a lot of modified guys, but it's it's fun to have yeah. different different classes on. And, and I learned, learned a good bit from Andy tonight. I had no idea anything about the engine rules. That's actually pretty cool that they have like a basically like an open like engine rule. There's not really there's not a cubic inch uh, rule, but that's pretty cool. So I didn't know they weighed. I thought they weighed less than that. Yeah, I mean, twenty three hundred pounds is still pretty light, especially for nine hundred horsepower. I thought they were around two grand, but who the hell am I? Because you know, modifieds don't have that much horsepower at the same weight. Oh. Small, small blocks, twenty three hundred pounds, and you're probably like six fifty. Six fifty, yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, so. so before before we get going on our, we got to take a break. Block, we got to take a break. Word from our sponsor. We got pay bills, and we're done paying bills. So uh, we're back. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I, yeah, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> So, so, uh, so what? So before we get into a big rant, are you are you about to bust out some uh, what grinds my gears here? Uh, or, or, or you have something before that? Well, I was going to start with um, th- at the end of this year. So in 2023, there'll be no more five mile point. That track's been around since 1950. So this is the last season it's gonna be ever. Don't be bulldozed. And it will be now part of New York State Electric and Gas. What a shame. What a shame. What a shame. But, hey, what do you want to do? R.I.P. Rest in peace, Five Mile Point. All right, Mike, you know what grinds my gears? 
Stuart Friesen. All right, besides Stuart Friesen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dust Aster. The Dust Aster at the fairgrounds, kids. What happened? This is a prime example of what happens when you have Napoleon Syndrome. Yeah, Micromanaging. It's, it's a shame. It really is. Uh, track's got a lot of history. A ton. You want to see it do well. The drivers want yep. to see it do well. The fans want to see it do yeah, well. of course. Apparently, the only people that don't care if it does well is seems the management. Seems to be management. It seems yeah. like... The people who should care the most. Now, let's forget. Let's not forget that racing is a customer service. It's entertainment. You are 100% in the entertainment business. Do you not. Have a, you have a product to produce. Do not. And I repeat, do not tell the fans it's up to us to support it. You need to put out a better product than that shit show that you put on Saturday. That is ridiculous. That is unsafe. Number one, did anybody see the picture of that Schultz's car? I did. Horrendous. Matt Schultz. And I don't know who the guy he hit is. Thank God both were okay. That could have been real bad. Oh, yeah. The guy who broke, the poor guy's probably just sitting there out of harm's Well, he thought at the time it was out of harm's way and just got blasted by Matt, who couldn't see him because of the dust. The dust. You got you got to be kid. You got to be absolutely kidding me with that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, driver safety is number one. Absolutely, you know, you know, absolutely. Dri- They're driver, doing the risk. Yeah, driver safety is one hundred percent number one. So, Orange County is just throwing that out the window. They just don't care. That's it. You number have two. big names. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mike. So that's number one because they're they're the ones that have the most at risk. Obviously, you know their lives Absolutely. are at stake. Uh, if and they spent a ton of money to get that car on the track, you know, traveling, so, traveling, and cost the car pit fees and all that tires, which you know is so hard to come by. Yep. Next, next, you got your your fans who you know in this shit economy are probably you know not nobody has a ton of extra money. So they're no. spending what little money they do have to come to your facility to watch a race, which they can't even watch. You can't see the goddamn track. No. 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 Like, I get it. Yeah. It's dirt racing. There's going to be dust. I get oh, it. Oh, yeah. 100%. But when but the drivers when, are saying. But it looks like a goddamn tornado just came through. It looked like Kansas during the Dust Bowl in the 30s. Yeah. I mean. I think I saw some tumbleweed going across the track at one point in time. I think, like, I think you did. I think, yeah. It was going down 84. I saw it this morning. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and it's just, I, I don't get it. I don't understand you just, it. Yeah, because you, you can't justify it. You can't. It's because it's not like this was the first time. No, it's not. Because if it was, it's like, all right, you fucked up track mm. prep tonight, you, you get a pass. And and, and and by no way means am I blaming the guys that bust their hump to prep the track. No, because those guys work I, know they're, I know they're doing what they're told to do. Mm-hmm. So what's so, going on, management? You know, you sit there, you point the finger to Hemming and Hahn, and we do. We have every goddamn right to when you put on a disgusting product like that. Your arrogance is going to turn people off. Your arrogance is going to make those stands that are pretty much bare anyway, going to be emptier, and nobody's going to show up. I was included. Orange County should do a test. Ready for this? Here's what Orange County should do. I'll should go for it. They should make an announcement. What's what's the championship payout? 40000 30000 30, I think, 30, for the big block. 30000 Orange County should, like, they should make an announcement and say they're dropping the purse to 5000 for the for the championship. Weekly payouts. Yeah, that, weekly payout now for big blocks okay. is only is only going to be two thousand dollars. See and how many is and small block will drop to fifteen hundred. See how many drivers show up. None. Exactly. I bet you between the two. Only, yeah. They only have drivers right now because of their payout is higher than anybody else. They're essentially buying drivers. 
Yes, they want the big names. That's why they did this playoff system. Okay, Larry White, um, and, Matt uh, Williamson, Shepard and Stewart were down there again. So you got these uh, – Bad Max was was going to make it a regular uh, – his regular Saturday night home. Mike Guler, Mahaney. Now, these are some big shot names. Yeah. Now, after what happened Saturday, who do you think's coming back? Well, we know Larry Williamson probably won't because they're when they're they don't have to come back to August if they decide to come back in August. Right. Is it worth thirty thousand dollars or the three thousand dollars? Actually, the first feature I believe was thirty three hundred because it was a Tommy Meyer tribute night. Which he's still raising. So I don't know why we're paying tribute to him, but whatever. Yeah, and he's, and he's, he's really not still, that. Yeah, he's he's, he's still a one track guy, but whatever. Yeah, and he's a one track guy, so woo. Um, <laughs> So is it is it worth their safety and like tearing up some good shit? Now Matt Schultz, who knows when the hell he can come back now because you know it's hard to get parts. Oh, absolutely. he destroyed his cars. His car is done. Done. That is He's a weekly guy. He's a weekly guy. He's decent. He's a weekly guy. He's been going to track, race at the track for a while. You just totally destroyed that man. Yep. That man's car, and he's probably like, I don't even know if I can go back racing. Yep. I don't even know if I want to at that track. Yeah. It's it's it's. It's terrible. It's disgusting. Look, if you keep kicking a dog, eventually that dog's going to bite. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's going to take... I don't even know if I want to go back <laughs> right it's now. Gonna, it's going to take some of these bigger-name drivers calling the Just track to, out to make it for a change uh, to be made. Matt Shepard did last year when when we had, like, six feet of, of rain, but let's race the next day. What are, you, are, you a, are you retarded? Yeah, and then he gets crucified for speaking bad. out. And, yeah, and then, now he's a, he's a wide bag, screw yeah. him. He's not the only person to say that. And he just is, has the balls to come out and say it. That's what I say. He's the only guy that's willing to come. He's, he, all he's done is saying what everybody else is thinking. Right. He, he, he's he got no problem. Like, him, Ryan, go down. I'll, they'll tell you how it is. If you don't like it, screw you. Robert Blue will tell you how it is. Yeah, he's a wino. <laughs> I don't like the track. <laughs> and then wins at the track that, oh, well, you know, Bridgeport's not a bad place to race at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, but, yeah I don't like Blue, but whatever. Yeah, I give him credit. I respect him for he's a good his driver. outspoken. His, he is a very good driver. He's a past champion. Yeah. But so, so they did this last year, and – Ready for this? So, well, the sun was out. The sun was out. We had six inches of rain. Six inches. Well, here's an idea, Mr. Larson. Well, Why don't you take well, your Mike, billions of dollars the next day. and build a roof Get over some the track. in the pit area. <laughs> now, okay, Elite Series. We had some rain that week, right? So I go down to Elite Series, did, 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 did pit walk like you and I do when we go to a race. I had to... Take a ferry over to the other side to go see a certain driver. <laughs> it's expensive taking that Middletown ferry over to the other side in the pit area in Orange County. Uh, he was not happy. Yeah, I'm not going to name who it is. He's like, here's a guy who runs a multi-billion dollar company, and you can't get millions to dry this up a little bit. I'm like, you're right. He looked pretty displeased. It didn't even take a lap yet. It didn't even. It was just. Well, not that. Right, right. <laughs> the guy runs a multi-billion-dollar company. You can't get a decent track surface. Yeah. What? Yeah. Where'd you find that stuff out of somebody's backyard? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You got to start listening. The track maintenance crew. Leave them alone and let them do their jobs. They know what they're doing. Yep. Saturday night. Somebody stays out of their business, and it was a great surface. A little hazy, but nothing. It's a dirt track. It's nothing. Yeah. Nothing big. It was some good racing. I was like, all right, I can get pumped up for the rest of it. And then here we are, what, two weeks later because of rain and that, two, three weeks later, and this is what, this is <laughs> the shit show, the dust aster at the fairgrounds. Now, what do you, what do you, how much you want to bet the track prep this weekend coming up will be spot on? If a certain somebody comes back. They'll be spot on because they're going to be listening to their own bitch and they're like, oh, we got to do some good track prep this week. Yeah, oh. You know? What if he loses the track crew? He's like, you stupid son of a bitch. We told you. You need to <laughs> s- 
take your nose, your, your ego, and stay out of here and go run, go run the pit area, go run your program and leave us alone. Yeah. We told you when they were told, they, they told this person. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's disappointing. You never want to see a track ran this way. disappointing. No. Especially, especially a track with this much history. You know, my home track. Yeah, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you that are keep saying, oh, when Brett Dayo takes over, when Brett Dayo takes over, I got news for you. Brett Dayo is not taking over. Just nah, not he's got too much on his plate. Yeah, he's well, not. Love, oh, my God. I would love to. That's just, he's, already, love it, but. he's already running three tracks. Yeah. Like, he's I not. mean, he could. He could be like mine and Mike's advisor. We'll take over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's running three tracks and a touring series. Where do you think he's going to have time? And, and what's he going to do? Like, run Utica Rome or run Fonda and Orange County both on Saturday nights? How's he going to so, pick sim- Simultaneously. Yeah, and Orange County right now is a is a Hoosier track. What's he going to change it over to American Racers? Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. It's just, it's, it's, not, it's just not happening. I don't, I don't oh, yeah, happening. it would go to it. Yeah, it would go to American Racer because goodbye dirt, which yeah. is be the best thing, but whatever. Which then a lot of guys who have to run a home track for Super Dirt Car Series lose their home track. Uh, but Super there's a lot Super of pluses. In my, I, I understand what you're saying, yeah, but you could coordinate with, uh, like, say, Afton. You could run qualifiers for the Super Nationals, the King of the Catskills, if that quarter ever gets their act together, Outlaw Speedway run. You know, there's a lot. There's some pluses to this. Yeah, I mean. Qualifier uh, for the Fonda 200. Yeah, I mean, uh, Brett Dave could definitely do it. Oh, yeah. And do it but well. I, it's just, I, I don't think I, Yeah. I don't think he's. He's, he's also. also a, I, I would he's also love to see that. Yeah, he's also a smart businessman at the same time. Yeah, he's like, I'm staying away from that shit. <laughs> it it, the track needs too much attention for him. I mean, look at the tracks he's taken over. Utica Rome didn't need that much, you know. But it was going to get sold. It was going to get sold, yeah, and he saved it. Um, but it Fonda need- was Fonda was hurting. Fonda was yeah. really hurting. He was. I heard he was nothing but well. Obviously, he's a godsend up there. Yeah, Georgetown resurrected. Georgetown resurrected. Georgetown. Georgetown's the same way. It was going to get sold. And probably the well, not? But here's the th- all right. He's from Orange County. He's like from 45 minutes from where I'm at. This is the oldest running dirt track in the country, I think. I think. I think. Don't hold me to it. You resurrect the old girl. It, you get rid of management. You fire management. Whoosh, oh, get out of here. Bring your own management and get, in. And we're putting a. You step on the thing. You're getting tase claws on the property. You're not even allowed near here anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> you get the F away from here. You did enough. Is the track saveable? 100%. You just got to yes, find the yes. right He's people to do it. new service and new management. Yep. That's yep. it. Yeah, 100%. At, well, and no. he could definitely get the people. Uh, well, let's get rid of, let's get the haulers out of the infield, too. got to get rid of that stupid-ass motocross track. Yeah, we'll demolish that son of a bitch. Put it up top. You want one? Put uh, it from, up top. The, from the what, fairgrounds from what? is huge. From what I hear, the motocross track is in shit shape, anyways. So, oh, it is, dude. I, I can build up. I build a BMX one. With my two boys out in the backyard is better than that thing. Yeah. So yeah, get, you gotta get all those out of the infield. That's I think that's yes. just ridiculous. If 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 guys were coming in on open trailers, not a big deal. But guys are coming with these stacker trailers, and it just obstructs your view. Like I know no, it does. <laughs> nobody nobody comes there and pays twenty five dollars to get in. Track. Yeah, to see half a race. I could see if I, I I'll sit in the driveway now, right? I could see basically the, the starting. St- um, I could definitely see all the backstretch. Yeah. Halfway in one and two, coming down, I'll get three. Just about the exit of four. That's it. That's all I can see. I'll lose all the exciting last lap passes and shit. Did he get them? I don't know. <clears throat> Let me check race monitor. <laughs> Yeah, half the time, that stupid-ass thing. They're still on lap five or something. Oh, yeah, it's way behind. So, <coughs> um, or put a big screen somewhere in the corner where we can see where you got your lap counter up on uh, four there. Oh. All right, so we got the dust aster out of the way. Oh, that felt good. Thank you. Okay. Now, 
the rigging of the redraw. Oh, here we go. I hate redraw races, but I hate redraws. I, t- I yeah. There's. I tried to. Uh, how, how do I say this? I don't want to think that the redraw is rigged. I wouldn't. I don't want to think that a promoter or, or somebody would do that to jeopardize a race. But I also am a realist. I find it very hard that Stuart Friesen is that lucky to pull the pole 85% of the time. You're being nice. You know that? You really are. Not even 85% of the time, but it's. I feel like he always pulls the pole on a big money race, too. Who's pole? <laughs> that I don't know. Ah. Whoever's telling him where the number one chip Real is. That's <laughs> <Yes>, right. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I like, I don't know what to think. Like, I don't want to sit here and think that it's, it's rigged, but it's, it's, it's hard not to think that that somebody is that, I smell to think that somebody is that lucky to pull the pole that many times. It's all the time. It seems like it's all the time. Oh, Absolutely. So, all right, so he hasn't had, by Stuart Friesen's standards, or by a Stuart Friesen standard, you know, start off through hot blown motors, look like he was missing some setups early it's only, on. It's only his second one of the year. It's only, only his second one of the year. Which is not, which is low for norm, normally for Stuart Friesen. Yeah, and same thing with Shepard. He's got, like, uh, what, two or three? Two or he's got, yeah, he's, he's usually got, kind of a slow starter. He's a slow starter. He's got three because he, he won gets Friday. Hot. It's when he gets hot, it's on. <laughs> One Friday night at Outlaw, which I'm sure yeah. Tyler Sherry loved giving him that check. <laughs> oh, Did you give it to Jordan? <laughs> Jordan, get that shit. Yeah, she's the one that went and collected. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Um, so it just, I, I, you know, like he really hasn't done too much in the dirt realm or whatever. He looked okay at the Elite Series, so it's like. Oh, we have to get him a big win here. Yeah. Here's your silver platter. He doesn't need to, it's that fun. The first number one, he doesn't need to help. He could probably start last and be in contention to win because he owns oh, that place. Yeah, and, and they had that restart with 10 laps to go with him and Shepard, and he just pulled Shepard. Like, he still, 10 laps to go, and he had a restart with 10 laps to go, and he still beat Shepard by almost three seconds. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a hell of a lot. A ton. Yeah. Crazy how fast he is at Ponta. Yeah, he's just on another level up to another zip code. Yes. Yeah. But it'd be the same thing like with Shepard up at Land of Legends. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Although he was running outlaw on a normal basis. He was like, you know, yeah. whatever. It is. Each everybody has their tracks that they're pretty much invincible at. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, not well. Ryan go down at Bridgeport. That was a good race Saturday too. I didn't. I fell asleep before the race. Oh, I like. So it's my, so my girlfriend's second favorite driver, and she just she even got excited. It, he got he got him with like two to go. It it was awesome. I was like, yeah. wow, I'm glad I watched it tonight. He got what was the Davy Sammons he passed with two to go. Seventy eight. Sammons dropped the third. Sammons dropped the third. I think. Oh, he dropped the third after he got passed. Yeah. He was reeling him in, reeling him in, reeling him in. And he finally got him, said, this one's going to stick, and he, he made it stick. And then Samus dropped back one spot to one of the Watson boys there, 18. Was that Jordan or JoJo? Jordan's 18. All right, yeah, to him. So it, it was exciting. So somebody somebody in our group was like, uh, you know, the caution won that race from. I'm like, you know, I swear to God, I thought the checker flags did. But who the you know, fishing first, <laughs> you know, I thought that one. Who am yeah. I, silly me? Um, we have to thank, or not thank, congratulate, ready? Oh, we have two congratulations going out. One goes to the OG, oh, Ryan yeah. Creation, for a big, 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 big diamond win. Money in the mountain, $12,000 he gets to take home. Congratulations to Ryan, Mike, Trish, and the crew, and Cody. Cody, yeah. And, ready? Ready? You ready for this? This is a huge congrats. 
to our little buddy, the Colonel. Congratulations on your engagement to Shayla Kasaki. Congratulations. And no, you're not getting any of Matt Shepard's notes from Randy. Nope, so nice try. Ha ha, we know <laughs> your name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got pictures you can ask me for, Mike. That's not a problem. <laughs> uh, that was a restraining one. I'm not allowed. Yeah, I got caught one time, so I'm not allowed 50 feet from uh, Shepard's car anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Now that was but, uh, uh, that, hey, that, 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 that wins two this week. Yeah, he wins the one one of the twins. Oh, go ahead, Mike. What are you gonna say? I was just gonna say that's definitely a huge win for Preach and uh, and, uh, and a well needed win. That's for that. awesome. A well needed win for them guys. Yeah. They've had shit yeah. luck after shit luck this year. Not even coming out the, fast. And, yeah. Not even in the just in the modified, but in the speedster. Ryan was fast in the speedster Wednesday night. And, uh, you know, they had a four-car battle for the lead, and, and he breaks a rear, you know. So they just they, they can't catch a break. It doesn't matter what they're in. So, um, no, it's, it's, um, I was really happy to see that. Uh, because I went. And the, and the amount of fans that came down to Victory Lane and took a picture with him, that, that's – he's got a huge fan that's base, cool. huge following. Yeah. Great family, yeah, you know, great kid. So it's, uh, you know – going to have the better people. I mean, I mean, if you're going to win your first one at Big Diamond, make it a big one, right? Yeah, I mean, Money in the mountain, 12000 to win, my first Big Diamond win. Like, there you go, bud. I mean, I don't I know he's won a bunch of asphalt races, and too, but I know that's probably his biggest win in, in dirt racing. I don't know about that's not. That's a very good win for him. Now, yeah. will it start the good luck for him? I'm hoping so. I, I really am. I'm, I'm hoping it does. So I don't think the very next night, I don't think he had very good luck at Bridgeport the next night. He was all right. I don't remember where he finished. Uh, uh, I know, I know Billy, Billy Jr. finished, wound up sixth, sixth. So Michael at Orange Cat, the Dust Aster won the small block race. Williamson... Williamson shows up with his own big block at Orange County, wins in that, and won the night before in Lernerville in that same big block, I believe. Yeah. So that's what, win three three for Matt? Three or four? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Godown is still the win leader in the Northeast Modifieds. All right. In the Elite Series, Godown obviously has the point lead, right? He has uh, a win in a, a yeah. He's last I think I believe so. Either him or Larry White. I think Larry had a good finish. Yeah, but Larry did shit at Orange County. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it's going down, and that, that I think Larry's second. I'm not sure. <clears throat> Four races left. They're all towards the end of the year now. You got Georgetown, Utica, Rome. Uh, Fine and Port Royal. If go down, I think he's going to win one of those last four races. Yeah, it's a good chance. I mean, I think, down, a good chance for him to win that one. Yeah, I was kind of picking him for the New Yorker, too. Yeah, Utica Rome, that's his I, style track. I, I, yeah. But now the Shepherd's 200 lap. Yeah, so is the 44, too. Yeah, yeah. Rocky Warner's decent there. Uh, the two 200s, Ryan's good at 200 lappers. He's done it Super Dirt Week. Oh, man, he just had some it, bad luck at Super Dirt Week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could see him maybe winning the Port Royal 200, if not getting a very respectful top five. If he keeps his nose clean at Fonda and brings home a top ten at Fonda, I think Ryan Godown's your uh, Elite Series champion. So I pulled up the points. Uh, Ryan Godown is leading. Uh, Mad Max is second in points. Mad Max is second. Mad Max has been nine, pretty nine consistent. Points, nine points behind nine. him. Okay, I that's my prediction. And then we got uh, Lightning Larry's third in points, twenty-seven points behind. That's not uh, yeah. Money Matt's fourth in points. Okay, he's twenty-eight points behind. And then you got uh, Super Matt in fifth, thirty points behind. <laughs> 
That's my prediction, Mike. Take a take a guess where the almighty uh, forty four is in points in the elite series. Thirteenth. Sixteenth. Really? Well, he had shit. Oh well, him and Shepard broke a Cherokee. Uh-huh. Orange County finished twelfth in a backup car. Yeah, so he hasn't uh, really uh, done anything spectacular. Shepard's only a pie because he won the Orange County Elite Race. Yeah, that helped him. That definitely helped him. Money Matt's been like quietly consistent. Yeah, so let's see. I Money. still say go down Dusty. He wins one of those. He wins one of those out of those four. And the two two hundreds is going to tell. If he gets a top ten at Fonda, I say he's going to get top five at Port Royal. And it, yeah, I think I, I, I think go down takes it. I think, I think it's his year. I think it's the man's year. I think the two two hundred two two hundred lappers. Is that's going to the tail. That's going yeah. yeah. That's yep. what's going to separate it. Cause I think of what is it the Utica Rome, then the two two hundred lappers, and then Georgetown's the last race. Yep. Oh yeah, those. Those two two hundred lappers is gonna is gonna got, really separate yeah. the points. Which which brings into the our north our, our New York Canadian guys. That's that's up their alley right there. Right. Ryan yeah. knows how to race too. He he's been in two hundred lappers and he does well in them. He's got to keep his nose clean at Fonda. He's got to get a top ten. He's got to get a top ten at Fonda. Yeah, there's just a lot that can happen in those two hundred lap races. That can, I mean, look, anything. Uh, I mean, look, laps. I mean, look, a couple of years ago, uh, not taking anything away from uh, uh, Matt Williamson because he's a great driver and he deserved that championship that year for Super Dirt Series. But the, the turning point of that, that championship that was year Super was, Dirt, was Super Dirt, Dirt Week. Week. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yes. You know, Shepard uh, got a wreck or broke a rear or, or something. Yeah, but yeah, that, that was a good Super Yeah, yeah. That was, that was the turning point because he had a big lead going into that race. And, you know, then you go into a, a race double that's points. Double, double points and you have a bad day. That's all it takes. It's rank. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think the, I the think, 200 lappers, I think I, I think Fonda's going to be the one that's going to be tough. Yes. But, that would that favors Stu. Can't count that. Can't Port, count Shepard. Yeah, Port Royal's a neutral because nobody runs there regularly. It's it's neutral. No. But Williamson's good there. Shepard's good there. Friesen's Dude. good there. Godown's good there. Uh, Maresca's decent money, there. Money Matt drove a hell of a race. Yeah, so oh, yeah, Money Matt. Yeah, last year third place. That finish. kid drove a hell of a race. What did he get? Third. Yeah, third last year. Yeah. That kid drove a hell of a race. I think go down gets a top five, top three, maybe even still win there at Port Royal. He's got to finish. Might he's got to finish in the top okay. ten at Fonda. Yeah, because there's a he is a good shot to win down at Georgetown. Yeah, and I think I, for some reason I, I I can see him win that New Yorker. I, really I, think do. The, I think the guy that has the, the disadvantage at Georgetown is going to be Money Matt. Because he doesn't race there. Yes. No. Second, yeah. Shepard's good there. Stu's good there. Yeah. Go Down's Billy good Jr. there. Billy Jr.'s Jr. good there. Yeah, obviously Jr.'s uh, good there. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Watt's fast there. Yeah. Um, so I think, track champion. I think Williamson's at disadvantage. So if Williamson's going to pick up the, the championship, he needs to have three good races at Utica, Rome, Port Royal, and Fonda, and, and go into that race with some cushion just in case, you know, they, they can't get a handle on the on the track down there or something. Now, obviously, not the good driver's crews are good. I'm not saying they can't, but, you know. I, I see him doing decent at – but he could win the Utica, Rome. He's run the Port Royal, so he's good there. If he comes with a great car, he could win it again. Fonda's the wild card. Yeah, Fonda's the big-time wild card, That which favors Stu, obviously. Because everybody's chasing Stu in that race. I don't care what anybody says. No. That's that's Stu's race right there. Yeah, so what are we doing to he's beat won the 44? He's, he's won it the past two years, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so. So, yeah, that's why everybody's going in there thinking, what can we do to beat the 44? Yeah. They, don't care about, they don't care about Mahaney. They don't care about Shepard. They don't care about go-down or... We gotta beat the forty-four. Yeah, what can we do to beat the forty-four? Wreck them. That's what you do. You wreck them. You all get together, tip some money in, and just wall his ass. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That was wrong. <laughs> I mean, right. Seal tires. <laughs> distract. Put laxative in his coffee or, or his drink or something, something. I mean, obviously it's still early in the year. Stu's had a lot of bad luck this year. I mean, is this is this a year that is this a down year for Stu? It could happen. Everybody has it. Every driver has a down year. 
Yeah. Somebody's going to say he's going to get hot. He'll get hot. Maybe. He's having equipment failure. Yeah, yeah, he is having equipment failure. Um, so who knows? Are they, are they investing more time in their truck, the truck series than in modifies and, and maybe are they overlooking things? No, they are professionals, but if they're putting I mean, more so time w- in the truck series, you know, are they, yeah, are they overlooking just, things in the modified? Yeah, I mean, it, it could I, happen. I, I was thinking about this. If, if he's, you want to be the truck champion, don't race up here no more. Go move to North Carolina and live and breathe NASCAR trucker. He has the talent to win the championship. Oh, I, 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 I honestly, I 100% believe that. Go live and breathe that. Don't worry yeah. about coming back home to find in New York to race dirt or this or that. Do it. Go win the championship. You have to move down to North Carolina. You got to be it's, there. It's the same. Get in thing. the simulator a lot. He might, he might have the simulator at home, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it's the same thing I said about Mike Mahaney a couple years ago. Yes, when we said he was driving like too too he's, much. He's, he's driving too many different things. Dialing him one, and that's what he's done. He's he got rid of. Yeah, yep. he had multiple modified rides, multiple sprint car yep. rides. <laughs> yeah, he, he dialed it back to just the one modified ride. And and Mike, and look, he's coming to his own. He's he's a hell of a wheel man. He's just yeah, he is terrible. That's, yeah, yes, yes. Like uh, like that that's. That's how I see it with Stu. He's got the talent. Uh, it, hey, honestly, I honestly think not he particular. Could, I, I would be cool to see a North Northeast Dirt Modified guy win a NASCAR championship. It would be pretty I, cool. <laughs> I think. I think. I honestly. I mean, I know he's you know older compared to most, but I honestly think he could move up and do well in like the Xfinity series. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I, I Matt Crafton has been doing it for thirty-five years, and he's got ten wins. I think Stu can shatter that. I, I think a lot would hold Stu back is that he still wants to race the Northeastern Modified, and that's why he does the truck series because that schedule's a little more forgiving. They don't race quite as much as as the other guys, and then if he's running the Xfinity Series, that's, that, that's Saturday. Every, that's every Saturday, so you know, there's, there's no dirt racing if you're running the Xfinity Series. I would live and breathe it. If I want to be a champion, I'd live and breathe it. You got that time off? I was getting into an Xfinity ride and at least, you know, I mean, at least more seat it. time, get the simulator, do that. I don't know. That's me. That's me. Yeah. Cause I you think know, he has the, he definitely has the talent to win that championship. Well, for sure. I mean, it's close a couple of years ago. Yeah. And he's, I think sitting in third in points right now. Yeah, so he's a terrible Bristol though in the truck, but that the, the, was that the dirt one? Yeah. It's, it's, Those things are not set up for dirt. They're not. And take the damn windshields out, for Christ's sake. Yeah, put the freaking chicken wire in. And we're not going to put, we're not going to take the windshields out, but we're going to put mud flaps on them. Like, uh, yeah, huh? uh, yeah, so it cakes up and builds like this. I have a tire <laughs> vibration. Well, let's scrape out the turn three that's stuck under your mud flap. That's uh, God, they just get dumb and dumber by the. What's next? A cannibal run? <laughs> no, next for NASCAR is electric cars. Yeah, solar powered electric cars ran they're at already, night. They're already looking into uh, electric cars. NASCAR. Yeah, well, they'll be done. That that'll be it for no, them. Because they, because they haven't lost enough fans. You know, they just got to keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We're gonna run a battery solar powered, but it's a night series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're hoping that the, the solar panels pick up the lights from the stadium lights. That's what they have on top of it is an actual solar panel like you put on top of your house. <laughs> that's what it produces electricity. Is that a sprint car on that? No, that's just NASCAR. There's <laughs> you know, solar panels on the roof. That's how they power the car. Imagine like a big, it was cloudy out, like a big cloud, and then they just all like stall. <laughs> Only thing you hear is the uh, impact gunstorm pit stops. There's no car noise. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Actually, NASCAR uh, mandates uh, all impacts have to be battery-powered now. You know, we're going cordless. (laughs) Yep, we're going cordless. (laughs) The cordless revolution. (laughs) So what do we do? Get the diesel-powered generators out because we can't see. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. They all come into charge. There's no gas. It just brings, like, a big plug. comes over the radio, yeah, we're going to take uh, two tires and a new battery. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said the 9-amp, the 9-amp. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, <laughs> uh, we decided to go with the three amp because it was a shorter run. <laughs> Guys, we're gonna need to do a voltage adjustment at this next bit stop. <laughs> yeah, voltage adjustment. Oh, uh, turn off the radio, asshole. You're using too much juice. <laughs> I don't care if it's hot in there. Turn, cut the AC. Cut the AC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, running at night with headlights? Holy shit, that's a whole other that's a whole other strategy there. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's gonna happen. That's the sick it's thing. It is gonna happen. It is it's all gonna happen. Oh. You know who's yeah. gonna you know who's gonna make a ton of money off of it? Elon Musk. <laughs> that's right. It's all Tesla cars. <laughs> it's all Teslas. He'll buy NASCAR, just, yeah, whatever you want to do, bro. Nobody's nobody's there. Whatever you want. The audience is all AI. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's next to... Yeah, no more pit crew members. Robots coming over the wall. (laughs) Imagine they revolted and shit. (laughs) Like that movie, I, Robot. (laughs) They start fighting each other. (laughs) Rock of soccer robots. <laughs> oh, this is the future NASCAR kids. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh, I'm glad we're having fun tonight. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's call it. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's that time. All right, sure. kids. Thank you. Listen when we put it up for my co-host Michael Clark Griswold. I'm the mouth, and you've been. Black flag. Shut the f up!